right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Movie Talks and Chill. We are your hosts. I am Tony Serrato. I am Gavin Butts. And I am Patrick Wall. And in this episode, we're going to be talking... Mr. Patrick, what are we talking about today? B-movies. The B-est of movies out there. The B-est of B is as low B as you can get. Yeah. Like, you know, the basement B. <laughs> the <Yeah>. basement. <laughs> the B stands for boiler. <laughs> <laughs> I believe there was a B-movie called The Boiler Room. Not <laughs> the, not, not the one that you're thinking movie. of. Not the indie movie with... Um, Coffee is for closers. <clears throat> no, it's actually about an actual boiler in oh. a basement that oh, people that ate people or something. I can't remember. Not the one. So like the my boiler job. from Home Alone became sentient and started eating. <laughs> yes, <people>. yeah. <laughs> he ate all my plastic GI <laughs> Damn you, boiler! Boiler alert! <laughs> so when we're talking B movies. We're saying the lowest of the B, so like B minus. You'd say. <clears throat> what yeah, are, what you are, have to be careful because some of these B movies I actually freaking love. No, don't get me wrong. There's a reason why we're talking about them. Yeah. Sometimes they could be awfully fantastic. Right. Like Lamageddon and Thanksgiving and Velocipaster. Those are all movies and you should all go watch them. Right now. Yes. Stop listening and come back. I'll give you five seconds. Five seconds. Well, free time. <laughs> just pause. Next yeah. time. Don't just stop listening. Just pause it for a minute. <laughs> We'll see you in an hour and a half. We'll edit that dead air post. <laughs> yeah, because Tony's so real good at editing stuff in post. <laughs> I'm just not great at remembering to take certain words out. I just bring up old shit, man. Yeah. It was a week ago. <laughs> That's a long time ago, man. That's a long time ago. So, real quick, before we jump into the whole specifics of the movies, one thing I will say, and I'll get you guys' opinion on this as well, there was a different style, I think, from... Many years ago, like 50s, 60s, 70s of B-movies, uh, because the technology wasn't there. I know we've talked a little bit about that, how things have changed, but so they just had to rely on like horrible special effects or using props and just doing the best they could with it. Like uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. When the tomatoes were attacking, there was just like three people <laughs> off camera rolling tomatoes down yeah. like a park. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. Or like, you know, they do the severing of the arm. It's like you just see the knife. Slide by the screen, and, and then, then like a mannequin arm, yeah, on the it just drops, <laughs> <laughs> and it literally looks like ketchup just dripping out. You know, how dare you bring up that one scene in Star Wars? <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but you take that, and but that's part of again, it's charm. I like to use that term for it, or what made it so horribly yeah. good. And like even the Evil Dead movies and yeah. stuff like that. You know, they're just actually that one had pretty decent special effects for the times and what it was. But then you take. B movies now, hmm. technology's there. Sharknado. Yeah, so it almost gives it that almost really horrible look because it's like, yeah, but, it looks fake. It right. really it, does. Every look now fake. and again, you kind of like, are they trying to do this on purpose? Yeah, <laughs> like, like was that supposed to happen? Yeah, <laughs> they, they wanted to emulate Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That's yes. what I'm gathering yeah. from this. Well, there's a there's a company real quick <sighs> that that's a production company. Their whole sole purpose is to rip off other movies. And what they do is they find a movie that's going to be super popular, like a blockbuster, an actual real good movie. As it's getting marketed in the trailer, they go run out, and they're called The Asylum, is the name of the production company, and they run out and make the cheapest version of that, but they change just part of the title, so it still sounds the same, but just enough to not get sued. <laughs> and they make and they pump out these movies. Some, they've been doing it for years. So they made um, Transmorphers. <laughs> Uh, they made sn- Snakes on a Train. 
Um, <laughs> like they basically just mod modify the terms and just change the storyline. That's nothing like the storylines. Um, but yeah, there's. I think that... I've seen Transformers <laughs> only yeah. because back when Netflix started their digital, they bought up everything uh, they yeah, could. Yeah, and I think Transformers was on them, yeah, and, along and... with Troll, <laughs> and it was about an Icelandic thirty foot thing that chased around a car all over Iceland. <laughs> just one car. Yeah, <laughs> just, just one. Like, this thing was big budget. <laughs> <laughs> but that—that's what they do. They change, but somehow they—they like, they make eight cars money. in this. No. <laughs> no. What if I drive my own? We're not a shoot for that. <laughs> we spend it all on the troll. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say I would compare them to, and I'm not, but I would say I would compare them to the Troma team because they do that. They do the low budget, pump out a bunch of movies. The only difference is Troma team actually creates original content and original like ideas, favorite. like the Toxic Avenger, Class mm-hmm. of Newcomb Highs. Tromeo and Juliet, all those fun ones. Whereas these people just rip off people's ideas. But they, the storyline is completely different. They just, like the snakes on a train, it was about some like voodoo person and person had like a snake inhibiting them or something like that. It was It's horrible. But I, I remember watching some of these and what they do is how they get away with it for those people out there who's not realizing that they just see the word and can't, yeah. don't really... What yeah, movie differentiate. Have you seen? Snakes on a plane. No, it's trains. It's the one. Tra- yeah. Oh yeah, the, it's the one next door. It's only two dollars. Yeah. Well, because because they're out, they go, they put them out direct to DVD before the other movie comes out. So when people are walking by, like, or they used to walk by at like the video stores, just back when Blockbuster was still around, um, they would walk by and be like, "I thought this movie was out. Oh, we got to grab it then." So then they think they're getting the like the release, early release of it. <laughs> And then they sit down and they watch this just horrible piece of garbage <laughs> shit movie, which I think could potentially destroy franchises if not everybody was an idiot. You know, I mean, you know if, if you had more idiots in the world, the franchise would be destroyed because they're like, don't go watch that. I saw Transmorphers, man. Want well, nothing like the cartoon. Wait, wait, did you just say Transmorphers? It's Transformers. We dyslexic? <laughs> no, I saw the that's on the video store, man. But it was like. What was that theater? <laughs> Did you see Megan Fox in it? No, it was Hegan Socks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Hegan Socks. It's like virtually, it's like right on the cusp of almost being pornography. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it, if you said you saw Transmorphers or might have seen part of it. Might have seen it. If, if you remember that movie way back when uh, in the 90s called Robot Jocks, it was about those guys that got controlled the robots oh, and actually yeah, fought with them. Yeah. And then, it was back in the 90s, but. It was a really cheap version of that. Is basically what it almost seemed like, <clears throat> without humans controlling the robots. But didn't they do a like they have a, a legitimate movie like called that? Real Steel with yeah. Hugh Jackman? No, yeah. no. In the uh, in the late seventies, oh. it was like a robot battling movie, like where nations would battle out as the robots. Really? I, yes. I, I don't know if I'll I've... have to. I'll. I'll. Please find us. This I, will, <laughs> I will find the movie, and and present. I would, yeah, I would love to hear about this, but yes. that was just my quick side note about like the B movies because I, I didn't even think about it until just now. I was like, oh yeah, the Asylum. I was <laughs> like, I got to bring them up because yeah. So if you, if you get a chance, Google the Asylum production company and uh, you'll see some of their wonderfully horrible works. And sorry guys, I just it's just cheap stuff. So well, I think we started <laughs> off this episode by talking about Thanks Killing and Lamageddon. Mm-hmm. Like I, we're at the low budget <laughs> barrel. <laughs> We're at the we're at the basement B. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The bottom of the bottom. <laughs> so I know in one episode, Patrick, you gave us like a very brief overview description of what Lamageddon actually is. But yes. I was wondering if you could give us a little bit more because I sure. still have not seen Lamageddon. And you know what? That's, that's fine. 
be perfectly fine not watching this movie. <laughs> um, honestly, I watched two-thirds of it before. I was like, this is dumb even for me. <clears throat> but basically, there's a planet of warmongering llamas, and they are sent out into the galaxy to destroy life. One of them winds up here, and it actually happens to look like a horse trailer. So there's this horse trailer in the middle of a field where a llama with glowing red eyes just comes out and starts murdering people. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Like, there's this... So the protagonists (laughs) of the movie are these two kids who are left at their dead uncle's house or something like that. Like, the mom's like, you stay here, no parties, I gotta go finish them up some stuff. So the daughter immediately gets on the phone and starts, you know, putting together a party. That might actually be the funniest scene in the movie. Because it's just quick cuts of her talking to random people and then sometimes it's like stop calling me or like what do you want with pizza and then like sometimes with pizza? <laughs> there's some like quick one-liners in there like oh that's actually pretty clever good for you <laughs> but there's a one scene where one of the girls is running late to the party and she's driving over there and there's a llama in the middle of the road <laughs> and she just stops she's like what the f- is this llama doing and the next thing you know you see it in the back of her car and she's murdered jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> That turned very quickly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they were not peaceful llamas. This was warmongering llamas. And the first, like, ten minutes is animated. It's all cartoon because mm-hmm. you can't, like, production value a planet full of llamas. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're not easy to come by now. No. <laughs> Even with Hollywood money, they ain't easy to come by. And they don't have Hollywood. They have no. uh, Brooksville money. <laughs> Brooksville. Brooksville, Florida. Yep. Just in case, for those listeners in, in Nepal. Yeah. <laughs> location, <laughs> location. Yeah. Think of how bad you think of Tampa and then go to the sticks of Tampa about an hour north of that. That's Brooksville. That's Brooksville. What a great little town. Yeah, nothing but good people and meth. Well, um, as we were doing uh, some additional research before the show, I, uh, I found a movie that uh, I'm going to have to watch now, you know, and present to the class of uh, <laughs> B-Movie List, <clears throat> Gingerbread Man 2, so I don't know how there was a first one, <laughs> The Passion of the Crust. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. The, part of the great reason uh, things about B-Movies is their titles. Oh, this, uh, like, the description says Freshly Baked Terror. <laughs> that's a good tagline that's, I mean come on that's, whoever was marketing this was freaking perfect yeah. the movie is probably terrible but their marketing team was spot well, on just think of uh, the gingerbread from Shrek 2 but really low budget and kind of stabby do you know <laughs> Tony you were more of well versed in these B movies compared to us, somewhat. Um, well, what are your favorites? So, like, I know we've talked about Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, Gremlins Two. No one here as good as the first one, so that's a B movie in my book. <laughs> but it was the new batch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should have like destroyed that one. I lo- I thought two was okay. <laughs> they they made one of the. Monster Gremlin smart. Yeah. He was yeah. very sophisticated. He, he could talk. Yeah, he didn't try <laughs> to They made another one a transvestite hooker. <clears throat> True. And then they made one a uh, gargoyle yeah. that flew down. Hey, um, hey, she Manhattan. was not a hooker. <laughs> she didn't get paid. She, she was, was an dancer. She was an <laughs> escort. Okay. <Yeah>. An escort. <laughs> She's a lady of the night. By the way, the only one that survived. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. So she no, was. No, what about that one that turned into the gargoyle and flew away? No, oh, yeah. He, the, he dies. He lands in the cement and then becomes a permanent guy. Oh, that's right. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, because he tried to fly away, didn't he? Yeah, and, then yeah. and he got stuck there. Yeah, he got stuck. He flew through all the, the cement and it finally mm. dried on him. Yep. <laughs> I remember that now. I'm trying to think. Uh, so, I mean, a lot of them I've, I've talked a lot about. And not really a lot about the specific movies, but, you know, again, any of the trauma stuff, just, but it, that's more of like a little bit grosser. Mm. Like, it's it's grotesque type well, horror kind of let's stuff. Let's start here. You've talked a lot about the Toxic Avenger, and Gavin yes. and I clearly have not seen this movie. So give us nope. a rundown of this movie. Oh, okay. Well, buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> so the Toxic Avenger tells the story of little Melvin, a nerdy, scrawny uh, janitor at the local uh, Y in uh, Troma, Tromaville, New Jersey. So that's the name of the fictitious town in New Jersey. That's the heavy cesspool of toxic chemicals <laughs> and waste. <clears throat> and like any other city in Jersey. Basically, yeah. It is, they should just call it Jersey. <laughs> the, uh, but so he's around and it's like these, and mind you, these are in like 70s and 80s and stuff. So, you know, their gangs back then were very goofy, but they had... doing dance battles yeah. in the streets, if I remember that side story. <laughs> Similar to that, that was actually closer to like the Tromeo and Julia type story, but <laughs> yes, there is one it's called like that. Tromeo and Julia. <laughs> There's a movie called that. Um, so the gym that he works at, or the Y he works at, local town, is for some reason all these gang members they hang out in the gym and work out all the time. Like these kids don't ever go to school, apparently don't have jobs, and they go out at so you night mean today. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, they were millennials. They were they were the true millennials right there. <laughs> Yeah, but instead of being on Reddit or Facebook, they're just getting jacked. Yeah. <laughs> yep, basically. And so they always pick on Melvin, and but these gang members, they, they do drugs and stuff, and then at night they drive around with their girlfriends, and they run over people, they hit and kill people, so they try to hit, like, kids on bikes and stuff. They get, like, Jesus and the Christ. girls are like, hit him again, he's not dead, roll back oh. over him. Like, this is how messed up it is. <clears throat> so, anyway, Melvin, uh, the scrawny kid, he's... Um, He's uh, likes one of the girls, and he ends up uh, embarrassing the girl by accident. He doesn't mean to, and so the people think he did it on purpose. So they want to, you know, get even with him. So they make the one girl pretend like she's into him, and she's like, "Here, we're gonna meet up." And she's hanging out in the locker room, almost half naked. She wasn't, you don't say anything, but she's like in her bathing suit, and she's like flirting with him and getting on him. And she's like, "Come meet me in the by the pool later on," and you know. You know, we'll, we'll do it then, and, you know, this and that. So Based on that car scene, I'm assuming they're just going to bash his head in with a bat. <laughs> no, so they did. Well, I'm sure that would have been partially intense. So basically then they trick him. She's like, but you have to wear this. And she makes him wear this tutu, this pink leotard and tutu. And so she walks into the place, and everybody's hiding in there. It's dark, and he walks in, and he feels someone kissing him. And he's like, oh, Julie, because the girl's name is Julie. And, they look, and it's like a monkey. <laughs> that they put in there and everybody's sitting there laughing at him they're like ah, ah and he goes crying and running away and he's trying to get away from him the only escape he ends up jumping out a window and there happened to be a truck of toxic waste bats open like this is how <laughs> well, yeah, yes, that's how, you, that's how safe they were they didn't have seals that's on how you transfer that's OSHA approved <laughs> yeah so yeah basically <laughs> OSHA wasn't really monitoring this at that time. They wouldn't. They wouldn't even go near it New was Jersey. New Jersey, okay. They'd be like, we're, we're gonna have to shut the whole thing down if I can it go out there. New Jersey, and there was no union. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically like that cop that wants to go home on the weekend, and he sees a guy driving drunk. He's like, you know what? I don't want to do the paperwork. Just, just let it be. You go straight home. Yeah, yeah. Just get home, please. Uh, so yeah, he dives and falls in head first in the vat of chemicals, and he's burning in the street. And then he runs home and. Starts losing his hair and he transforms into the Toxic Avenger, which they made a cartoon about <clears throat> later on called the Toxic Crusaders. 
and their tagline for it, he turns into a hideously de- hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength. That's what he becomes. So he becomes from this scrawny guy to this muscular, <clears throat> mutated face, <clears throat> toxic waste guy who carries around and fights people with a mop. So then he basically spends the rest of the movie getting even with all the bad guys and killing them all in very horrible ways. He, like, rips people's heads off. Was his sidekick Mr. Clean? <clears throat> What's that? <laughs> Was his sidekick Mr. Clean? <laughs> <laughs> no, but in the cartoon, he did have a couple sidekicks. I can't remember their names off the top of my head. But, yeah, in the movie, and they made <clears throat> four or five other Toxic mm. Avenger movies. I mean, and he actually became, so even though I don't like talking about this, but, like, the Freddy Krueger was became, like, New Line Cinema's mascot because mm-hmm. that's what kind of made them toxic avenger is the trauma teams like that's their f- flagship character or their okay. mascot character and then it spawned off and he's crossed over into some of their other movies like uh um sergeant sergeant kabuki or something can't remember what that one was but yeah they've done they've done a whole bunch of them so it definitely sounds interesting <clears throat> although like, i couldn't help but immediately think of the family guy episode where they all get superpowers and then um, Mayor West, he's like, I'm going to know how to fight him. And then he goes to like the local waste dump and he just rolls around. And then the doctor's like, you have lymphoma. What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> yeah, they didn't really focus on the cancer <laughs> agents in this one. But <laughs> but but every trauma movie is like almost basically pretty much based around like toxic waste or toxic mm. chemicals. With the exception of a few here and there. <clears throat> so that's a little history on the trauma team there. Sounds like I have more homework to do. (laughs) Once you watch it, now mind you, these are extremely cheaply made, very no-budget films with a shoestring. I watched Thanksgiving. I think I can do this. Well, there was, well, I don't know if you'd really consider it to be a B-movie, just because of the size of the budget it got, but Starship Troopers Hmm. was... The first one was a major reason, so we'll give you. But the... Six others that followed yeah. were definitely B movies. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that you know that they gave it such a big budget on the first go round and it flopped horribly mm. in the theaters. They were like, "No, no, you guys can have Casper Van Dien. That's it." Yeah. Outside <laughs> of one episode of Monk, I think that's the only thing he's done in his career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you take two, uh, if you really think about it, most not nowadays horror, but most horror movies. From fifties up until the eighties, or almost to the nineties, were almost all B movies, really. Yeah. If you, if you really think about the way the style that they were shot, you know, the, a lot of them took off and became bigger and became franchise. Like Scream. we talked about, like mm-hmm. yeah, Scream. Well, you have like your Nightmare on Elm Street, your Halloween, your Friday. The first Halloween movie was made on a shoestring budget, and that was considered, you know, they're considered basically B movies because mm-hmm. at the time most horror movies don't have big named actors. Yeah. Back then. Like, now that's the whole thing is you get an actor and you get him in there. But nobody knew. I think Johnny Depp was doing 21 Jump Street, so no one really knew him, knew him. And that was, like, his first movie role was in Nightmare on Elm Street. Don't piss off Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. It's like Jamie Lee Curtis, she was a a not-known person. Um, Carrie, that old horror movie. I mean, that's, I mean, all those are basically. Christine. 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 I love that movie. I love the, for the fact that it has the son from Back to School in it as the main character. Oh, yes. <laughs> the car that came alive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and could fix itself. Yeah. Every yeah, time it one... got damaged, it was the original kit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Only less angry. Uh, no, no, more angry. 
Yeah. <laughs> like Cujo with wheels. And <laughs> How do you honk at me? <laughs> but then you get other ones too, like uh, you know, like we've talked about like Bruce Campbell stuff and mm. Sam Raimi, like The Evil Dead's and Army of Darkness, and I mean, even Dark Man is considered a B movie. Yeah. Is that the one Liam, with Alec Baldwin? Liam, Liam Neeson. Neeson. So, Nightman is the one I'm thinking of. Yes. Yes. Okay. Always get those two confused. Not Blunt Man and Chronic. <laughs> also be movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, one movie I did want to bring up, and it's definitely B, but it's not... We've been talking, like, Thanksgiving, Lamedan, <clears throat> Hux's Avenger, gory kind of horror stuff. Like, anybody who, you know, has a soul is not scared of anything these movies are putting out. But um, B-movies can also just be genuinely just kind of weird and not scary. Mm -hmm. And you told me about one recently, and I've watched it, and I can't remember the name of it, but it stars Xander from Buffy. Oh, Coherence. Coherence. Um, Gavin, I don't know if you've seen this movie. I have not. Um, there's a we actually did mention, I'm sorry, we did mention it once, but we yeah. didn't really get too far into yeah. it, though. It's, um, it's actually a really, <clears throat> uh, Tony could probably attest to this better than I can, but it was a really well-directed um, movie. Because it's just about a group of friends having a dinner party, but there's a meteor going over it during the time. And apparently that just splits that one house, not the neighborhood, into like multiple dimensions. So all the power goes out, but they can see one house still has power. So they walk over there, but what they realize what they're, when they do that, they're walking into a different timeline <laughs> of their dinner party. Okay. So a lot of the movie is trying to figure out, like, are we all from the same timeline? Because there's one, like, you've been gone 30 minutes. It's like, I've been gone five minutes. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, dude. But <laughs> apparently you can't have doubles in the... I, you noticed that. You can't have doubles in um, the multiple realities. Well, it would, you know, yeah. disrupt the space-time. <clears throat> and their budget. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the time cop version where you'll just melt into each yeah. other and be destroyed forever. But <laughs> but it's really cool. Towards the end, one of the girl, the, one of the lead actresses discovers <clears throat> this is all beyond recognition this is foobar so she just starts walking down the road and she's passing the same house and the same dinner party every time and every dinner party is having something completely different going on like there's one dinner party she walks by uh, xander from buffy he's tied to a chair and bleeding and they're interrogating him <laughs> you know? i would have been at that party <laughs> <laughs> and then um the one she actually stops at it's like the the party like oh something's happening outside we're just gonna chill in here and not do anything so it's just a happy, nice little group of friends. And she's like, this is the reality I want to be in. So she chokes out her version of herself and tries to steal her identity until she wakes up the next morning and then calls her then-now-boyfriend. That makes sense. <laughs> and <laughs> scene. <Yeah. laughs> but then it just fades to play because he's got the look. He's like, no, I'm standing right in front of you. You you don't really hear what's on the other end, but you could just like... No, you're not. That bitch choked me. <laughs> and you can just see the look. Uh, uh, <laughs> did you? Uh... <laughs> and that's how the movie ends. Wow. Okay. Well, now I got homework. Yep. <laughs> it was a very low budget movie, but it was really, really well written and directed, I would say. Because, like I said, there wasn't a whole lot of money for practical effects. I think the biggest budget they had was for the meteor you saw going in the sky and it was the yeah only... for like a second yeah. yeah when it was going through that's but, but that's why i look for stuff like that yeah but everything else was done <laughs> practically and uh through storytelling which mm -hmm. i really appreciated absolutely and I, I know we talked about that before that's 
I'll take a good story. It could it could just be two people in a room talking. My like, dinner with Andre. Yeah, like that one. <laughs> or I mean, even even newer stuff that's not B movie, but even like you know movies like John Hughes stuff, like Breakfast Club. I mean, if it's just people mm. <clears throat> having a conversation, but it's a good conversation. Like I I've seen a bunch. I'm not gonna be able to remember all the names off the top of my head right now, but I actually look for that kind of stuff. It says, you know, there was one. Um, I want to say. <laughs> it was a these group of people get invited to this this complex and basically you don't see anything outside you just see this room and it's bright white room all white walls all bright lights on the ceiling and they're sitting around and uh, i wish i could remember the name of this one but they basically are all just kind of sitting around just looking at each other nobody knows who <clears throat> anybody is and then somebody comes in and walks in and they basically just get put through all these like mental tests but it's basically they just get asked questions and then they give choices, and then, like, something will happen, and then there'll be a gun in the room, and, you know, they basically just leaves it up to everybody to kind of figure it out, and until oh, eventually... there was a sci-fi movie. Uh, it was called The Test or something like that. <laughs> something like that. But then at the very end, when the final person is left alive, or I don't know, I think maybe the person was going to kill... I can't remember how it ended, because I saw it once, and it was a while ago, but I remember it did catch my attention enough to know these details. when sci-fi was pumping out those movies like they were popcorn, <laughs> like, um... The Cube 3 is a movie they yeah. made. Yeah. Well, the Cube 1 was a fantastic movie. I love that one. But 2 and 3? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it came down to almost like like two people were dueling or something, or one person went up to kill himself, and the girl was trying to stop her. Something I happened. I remember correctly, they Wait, had to, so no, like... Wait, was this like a dinner? <laughs> no, no, it was like they were they were just brought into this place. So that's like... If it's the same this... movie I'm thinking about, like a group of applicants were brought in for a final test. No, that's a different one. Oh, okay. That's a different... It's very similar. We'll talk about that in just a minute, okay. but I, I know that one too. Okay. But this is just basically... Nobody really knew what they were doing. They were being watched through a, you know, mirror, or, you know, one-way, two-way mirror. <clears throat> and what they do... Finally, it basically, at the end of the day, someone is the last person standing, and I think they were almost going to kill themselves or something, because they had to kill somebody else, and... The lights go on, they get snagged out by these people and like all white and shit. And basically it turns out to be that they were hiring on for someone to be in some kind of special ops to see if they had the mental capacity to handle like these type of situations. So if they were ever caught and interrogated or given a choice right. or had to do what they had to do to survive, <clears throat> that person was the last person standing. And it's uh, um, the girl's name I can't remember, but she was in that TV show Big Love on HBO with... Uh, I'm not going to remember her name, but anyway, she's in it, but, uh, so if you ever saw Big Love and you saw, you know, the second wife in Big Love, that's the girl. Oh, okay. got, got it now. Clear as mud. Clear as mud. I, I would have had <laughs> that. One de- of those good old Virginia things. I would have had that detail if I was expecting to talk about that, but I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, that's, that was, that was a good one. I know the one you're talking about too. It is like, it's either called the test or the final or something like that. it's called the test or something like that. But it oh, it boils down to at the very end. Well, I'll let you explain it. Um, so basically, <laughs> a group of people are brought into this room for a, um, the final uh, interview for this job, and you get it through context that the outside world is just <laughs> constantly on fire. Like we're in a pandemic now. I think there was one ravaging that world back then too. But this company was like working really hard to like fix it, so getting a job there was good for you. So they were all put into this room, and they're like, "You have." Three hours to complete the test. Rule one, don't mark anything on your paper. That's it. The, the guy just stops talking. 
So one of the girls immediately cracks. And she's like, I should get this job because she was writing on the paper. And she's like, nope, you marked up your paper. Out. Wow. And it was a psychological stress test um, because the owner of the company was actually in the room with them, mm-hmm. but no one knew it. So all they had to do was survive the three hours. But when everyone was arguing and bickering, he reset the clock. So they all thought um, they had a lot longer than they did. And then it, the security guard had a gun. I can't remember what it boiled down to, but one of the people was like, I'm going to get that gun. I'm going to shoot all of you. Well, they get the gun, and they point it and start click, 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 click. Um, they realize there's a thumbprint sensor on it. So the one of the girls wrestles it. The guard is just stoic as hell, like one of those um, palace guards over in England. <laughs> okay. So he just puts it in. They put it in his hand, get his thumbprint, and he's like, okay, now I'm going to start killing you. And they all get out of the way, but you're also not allowed to leave the room. So one of them kind of like gets out of the way by opening the door and stepping out a little bit. They're like, oh, you failed, idiot. But she kept her foot in. So no one noticed uh, that. Aha. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. <laughs> where's the spoon? But um, so the CEO at the end is like, she passed. <laughs> she did everything. You will come work for me now. It's called the exam. The exam. Okay. And the the guard, it was uh, they they walk. They have three rules. They can't yeah. spoil the paper. They can't talk to the guard. Hmm. And they and it was they have to answer. What it was is they have to answer one simple question. And I can't remember what it was, but there's it's kind of a trick into it. Mm-hmm. Of, about the exam so it's kind of like one of those like when you're in elementary school and they said read all the instructions first before continuing and the last instruction is you don't have to answer all these questions yep, or something right. <clears throat> yeah it was something along that it was something about the way they worded you just have to answer one symbol because they all turned the paper over and they're blank hmm. and that's uh, so yeah but that that's another example of those type movies that that's very similar to what, like, what my movie was yeah. like well I got confused there for a second <clears throat> I thought we were talking about the same thing no no they're two totally different movies I'll find slightly the name. Of, different. Slightly <laughs> different, but uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot out there, and yes. and I think that. And when we get closer to the end of the episode, I do have a fun little challenge for us to okay go through. I'm looking forward to it now. Yes, I'm all, I'm all ears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think you know, we're talking about like the different types of B movies. Like I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I look for that stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'll go through the the Plutos and the Tubies and the Netflixes. Well, a reason why and... I was texting you guys about Lamageddon. <laughs> like, like, I do it as well. <laughs> but there's a lot. I mean, there's one from, God, I want to say in the 60s or 70s. There's <laughs> this horrible B-movie called Deathbed, The Bed That Eats People. Awesome. <laughs> wow. All right, so now do I have to see the Crucicrustion of the Gingerbread Man? Yes. yes. But now I have to watch Deathbed. And I, I'll be honest with you, I, I've only seen part of it, but the only reason I know about it is years ago I was on the road and one of my co-workers that I traveled with, they listened to a podcast, ironically, and it, it, Patton Oswald was on there, you know, the comedian Patton Oswald. Oh, I know who Patton Oswald is. So he was on there doing we an interview. We don't have Patton Oswald money here yet. No, 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 not yet. No, no, no. But he was on that one and he was talking about movies and he brought that one up and he's like, Deathbed, the bed that eats people. But he just kept saying it so many times that it stuck in my head. And by the time I got to the hotel, we we're doing travel. I'm like, I gotta watch Deathbed, the bed that eats people. <clears throat> like he didn't really describe the movie; just kept repeating the name. I'm like, if that's not marketing right there. Speaking of marketing, re, uh, the first line of the review for Gingerbread Man Two, <laughs> the crust depiction, <laughs> Passion of the Crust, Passion of the Crust. <laughs> A righteous horror sequel that really takes the biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> what genius marketed this movie? We have to hire him. Yeah. <laughs> we, we need that guy. 
We need that guy. His pun game is on point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alliteration aside. Uh... <laughs> Not even aside. I want that shit in there. <laughs> I want it everywhere. <laughs> uh, I, I have to go see the movie now. I yeah. don't Becky's going to be mad at me, but no, we're watching this. I don't care. Right? <laughs> so as we were talking, I was looking up, you know, movies similar to the exam, so mm. seeing, and Coherence pops up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I will advocate for that movie. It's actually really good. Yeah, and that one, that one literally came from me just surfing through the, the TV channel, or, you know, mm. the movie apps and stuff, and, like, if I see a name or a screenshot that is interesting, then I'll stop and I'll read the description. So you so saw Xander from Buffy. Like, I didn't even see that name at first. I was oh. just reading this thing about, I was like, oh, Dinner Party and a Meteor. All right, let's check it out. <laughs> <clears throat> Multiple universes? All right. This can't be more than like a million dollar budget, so <laughs> I doubt, I gotta see what a Dinner Party and a Meteor and multiple it's universes. It's disgusting that the shoestring budget is a million dollars. It's well, literally considered almost no budget right there. I, I, again, I don't know if this is uh, considered a B-movie, but it Probably had just a tiny budget. It's just the actors all in it. Wet hot American summer. I, I would say yeah. I'd I haven't say seen it's that. Lower. You have you have you are missing a great comedy about literally nothing. <laughs> I know Paul Rudd's in it, and that's yes. about as much as much as I know about it. Paul Rudd's in it. Um, uh, the Rocket. What's uh, the guy? Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper is in it. Um, it. A bunch of people that that are. Oh, who's the girl from Saturday Night Live that did the uh, the cheerleaders? Um, Molly Shannon? The other one. Will Ferrell? That's not a That's woman. That's not Molly Shannon. No. Uh, Molly, Molly Shannon. Shannon is in it. Yeah. Um, I don't remember anybody. Blonde lady. It was did Will Ferrell and the Molly Shannon who did the cheerleaders skits. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, it's the, it was the Spartans, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The Spartans. Yeah, that was okay. just the two of them, I believe. Okay. I mean, this, they would sometimes have a guest on there, like right. whoever the yeah. guest host would do it with them, but... So, uh, so they're they're all in it, um, and it's just about the last day of this camp mm. and how everything is kind of falling apart. <laughs> and oddly enough, they have they like play Dungeons and Dragons at the end of it and realize that a meteor is going to crash down right on the campsite, <laughs> and they have to roll a uh, I think an eighteen sided die or whatever <clears throat> to, to uh, excuse me twenty. I have one right over there to like. To, like Get the calculation, the random calculation <laughs> for diverting the meteor. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's funny, and yeah, that's that's. My well, I mean, opinion. it's on Netflix. They bought the rights because they did the continuation show with everybody. Just you know, thirty years later. Well, that's the thing is in the movie. They're like, what if we met? <laughs> Down the road, like we all had our jobs and we're all, you know, we're all businessed out and everything. Wouldn't that be cool, guys? And so the, that's like the end of the movie where all the all the counselors are going to meet back up. <laughs> and so they finally made it. <laughs> There's um another one. That we've talked about it a couple times, but if you still haven't watched it, definitely another one. If you like Coherence, I'm pretty sure you're going to like this one. It's uh, called Primer. It's so one you about the kind of the, one, yeah. the time travel kind of one without really any seeing any real time travel. <laughs> uh, that's that's a really good movie. <clears throat> when you're talking about, even though the actors were high end at the time, there was a movie. Want to say it was in the early two thousands. Um, it had it is when we we're talking about just people in a room talking. Probably one of my favorites. 
It's got Kevin Spacey, Danny DeVito, and Ethan Hawke. And it's called The Big Kahuna. And yes. Have you seen it? I've seen Big Kahuna. They're all the salesmen. Huh? Right? Wait, isn't he like a, some kind of surf king? No, no, no. no it, that's the name of a Big Kahuna, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> wrong movie so i was like man you've seen this this is awesome <laughs> well if you haven't watched this one so they're all salesmen <clears throat> um i can't remember what exactly they they're selling but they're salesmen they're in a hotel room they travel so danny devito and kevin spacey have been working together for years and years and years they're old friends um ethan hawks kind of like the new kid coming mm-hmm. on that he's kind of learned the ropes from them so they basically get one of the big suites because they're having a convention, but they're going to have an after party, mm. so you know to get closer relations with people and you know mix and mingle and get some sales. <clears throat> and they're after this one main client that's like the big Kahuna, like that, <laughs> that's what they consider the big Kahuna because he's the one that can basically make their year mm. for the sales. Like they can still survive, but all it is is them getting ready for the party. But it's just all of them talking. Mm. Like one of them's going through like a divorce. And is quitting drinking. One of them's quitting smoking, and he's trying to get figure out his life. Ethan Hawke's a young kid who's married, and but he's like a heavy religious person, like you know, heavy Christian or, mm. or Catholic, and he's got set beliefs on things. And the other two, like Kevin Spacey, is kind of like Kevin Spacey, basically, you know, ah, you can look at a woman as long as you're not touching them. And Ethan Hawke is all like, no, you can't have impure thoughts. You know, it's my <laughs> wife and blah blah blah. <clears throat> but they're the whole movie is just all these conversations about their lives. Hmm. And then they have the party and it's kind of a montage of a party. And then I guess the big Kahuna guy was supposed to be there. He showed up, but they didn't realize it. And hmm. so they missed him. But then they fi- figured out that Ethan Hawke had been talking to him. He didn't realize he was talking to him. And then hmm. he got his card. So anyway, long story short, it really is. They get into, you know, life, love, meaning of life. Do you believe in God? Um, some heavy stuff what are we doing yeah I mean but they're older guys and they're just like they get to a point where they're just trying to figure everything out like they're they're kind of at that like midlife crisis kind of yeah. area <clears throat> then you got the young kid who's trying to learn things so I don't know why but it reminds me of the last scene in the movie Four Rooms yeah with uh, Tim Roth Quentin Tarantino <coughs> Bruce Willis and the last guy I can't remember the name of at the moment mm-hmm. I, I know yeah I remember yeah um, but just Four dudes in a room just talking, bullshitting, and they get an idea, and then they make it fruition with the thousand dollars and Tim Roth. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you need I, to yeah. make your dreams come true. I know it's true. not a B movie because there's a lot of A listers in that movie. There's you Selma can still Hayek. have a B movie. There's Selma Hayek, Antonio Banderas. Like, the budget for the cast alone was more than my life. But you got to figure. I mean, B movie. The, the term B movie has kind of changed over time. I think. I think <clears throat> what we consider to be. B then is more straight independent now because independent mm-hmm. can be low, it can be low tech, low budget, but you could still have big named actors, yeah. you know. Um, Anything with Quentin Tarantino yeah. or made by him? I would say more B movies is something that if it goes direct to video, I'm not going to say DVD or anything, but like direct to streaming or something. Well, room's got a theatrical release. Didn't it? Well, that's what I'm saying. Nowadays, I think, but back then, mm. you know, hey, so did T. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even back then, I mean, you got to figure, like, indie, so I, I'm thinking that <clears throat> nowadays, I just think the terms B-movie and, and indie have kind of intermixed now yeah. a little bit, to a degree. It just, they, they've taken on different meanings. Yeah. Because back then, yes, Evil Dead was definitely a B-movie, 
But I believe that got a theatrical release. Oh, it did. I know the third one did. Well, Army of Darkness did, but yeah, Army I, I of believe Darkness did, and the first one did. I'm pretty sure all of them did, but I mean, they were they're considered B movies. You know, it's it's basically. I think it's just a matter of at the time then B movies were you know not really named actors, <clears throat> very low budgets. Nowadays, you can have a low budget with a named actor mm. and still considered an indie film. But if you look at it, most people don't see those films, so. I consider them kind of B movies too. Hmm. I guess it's just all in your perspective of it. I think just I think terminologies has changed a lot. Yeah, um, but, but definitely giving me the updated definition. <clears throat> and I don't here. even know what it is. I'm just throwing out my opinion on it, like what I, what I think it is. We don't know it yeah. either. <laughs> like if I was to tell you, you know, even Bruce Campbell was in that other horror series. Uh, I think it was Maniac Cop. You know, and that's yep. that is definitely a B movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that may have made it theaters. Um, and uh, but well, it, it's the changed. Fantastic Four <laughs> remake with Jessica Alba and uh, all that bunch was considered a B movie. I don't know how Michael even Chiklis, as he was the thing. Yep. Yep. I don't know why that's even ranked in there as B movies though. It's I, because that was produced by a major studio on a very high budget. Yep. And went theatrical and international. So I don't know. Maybe maybe if someone put it in there, it's like this. Yeah. This sucks. It's gonna be a movie. movie. So terrible. And as long theme. as you compare it to the other Fantastic Four movies, yeah. that that one's actually really good. Uh, yeah. That, yeah, that's actually the A list of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah. If you watch the very first one, that the one that's on YouTube that you keep telling us. Yes, you won't be glad you did. But you'll be glad to say that you can appreciate the Fantastic Fours that you've seen. It made the re reboot. Look like a stellar movie. Compared to <laughs> I mean, that one that came out like five years ago. Yeah, that that had nothing, almost nothing to do with the actual storyline of yep. the comic book. Yeah, <laughs> except for they kept the names of the <laughs> characters. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of them out there. I mean, you know, you get your deathbeds. There's one movie called The Killer Eye. Um, a very odd movie. Kind of ranks up there, close to like teeth in a way. Not as grotesque but in that the weird... original invasion of the body snatchers in the 50s was technically a b-movie back then I think. oh yeah well, even was... the one in the 70s with donald sutherland was, was the, uh... that one creeped me the hell out <laughs> even when i was in my <laughs> thursday it was my 30s i don't know why i said thursday <laughs> it was on my thursday i was <laughs> in my thursday ruined my thursday <laughs> i mean i may have watched it on a thursday I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't uh wasn't the blob uh, yep. one of those two? Yep. Oh, yeah. we have this there were three versions jello. of that movie yeah <laughs> Similar to the Blob, did you ever see the stuff? Oh, I'm gonna regret this. What's the stuff? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what the stuff is. <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> it's actually about this company that makes this. It's called the stuff. It's almost like a marshmallow kind of fluff. Whip, oh, but the it's, symbolism here is just going off the rails. But what happens is people ingest it. It grows inside them, and then it and then nine months something comes out and rips out of them. It's like people's heads will snap open and you just see all this white stuff fly out of them. Wow. <laughs> uh, it was right around the time, like, in the blobbish era, maybe a little later, probably in the Sounds 70s. like the guy who directed that movie really wanted to get into porn, but he could only get deals with, like, Universal. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'll show you a commercial of it. I, have, I haven't seen it in years. That's why I don't have a great recollection. I do remember it's that because the FCC removed it from all viewing <laughs> platforms. I do remember, though, when I was a kid, because they would make those, those sandwiches fluffernutters. Yep. Have you ever had those, the peanut butter and the marshmallow fluff? Mm-hmm. After I saw that movie, Never I refused again. to eat marshmallow fluff. It you took me a long time to eat marshmallows. 
I couldn't do it for a long time. It's... Tony, are you gonna come down and eat your stuff? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, mom. And, uh, you shouldn't either. Yeah, <laughs> really bad things happen. How did you buy that? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, you, so you got a lot of just a lot of really weird, yes. weird conceptual movies, and I know we're getting towards the end. Right? I'd say we got about. Uh, we got about 12, 14 minutes. Oh, then we're at the perfect time for my little challenge. <laughs> All right. So, Tony, you just said it yourself. There is a lot of stuff out there. Off the wall, wild and crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. I want us all to pick a movie that we haven't seen, and then the others are going to describe what that movie is actually about. So, stay uh, away we... from movies like Eight-Legged Freaks. It's about giant-ass spiders. Yep. Okay. Well, but what about... Minotaur from 2006. Minotaur? And there's a Celtic cross in the middle of the logo. We have to tell you what it's about? Yes. What do you think that movie oh, is what about? what we think it's well, about. I mean, I would say that it had to be, you know, with a mythological creature. Yeah, like the horse thing. Yeah, right? exactly. Hmm. The the horse bronco bull looking thing. It, that's just the name of it, though. Just Minotaur? Just Minotaur. Yeah, just Minotaur. All right, so let's see here. Um, we got to go with... This isn't your highness, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm guessing then we'll have to go back. It be, I would assume in that time, in that time frame, I'm guessing. So maybe like the the. One would say the Iron Age. Hmm. Hmm. Indeed. <laughs> Iron. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um. I. I, I uh, a bunch I, of crusaders fight a minotaur into a cave, and then they're um they blow him away with magic. Ooh, I like that one, Tony. Oh well, I can't can't top that one. There, uh, <laughs> um, has back in those times, the Iron Age is that what we're calling it here? Uh, what indeed a thing? A man fighting for an honor of a woman loses a battle or or gets caught trying to take the princess or of somebody else. So a wizard transforms him into this mythological creature in order to torture him, which mm-hmm. then he takes revenge on. By using his new Minotaur powers to seek revenge and take back the woman he loves, who once she falls truly in love with him, he will transform back. All right, that's yeah. basically just Beauty and the Beast. I, was gonna say, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> you told me to make a guess here. Like, wait a minute. Did, did this go porn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, IMDb gives this movie 3.6 out of 10, and the official <laughs> description says: During the Iron Age, a small village worships a bull as their god. With the village queen going so far as to mate with the beast. Her half-human, half-bull child named Minotaur is imprisoned in the underground labyrinth. And every three years, the village is forced to sacrifice eight people to him as penance. Theo is devastated when his girlfriend is chosen. But when he learns she may be alive in the labyrinth, he asks the king for a chance to go save her. All right, so I had some battling <laughs> stuff where he's saving people in there. So and... obviously it did go poor. <laughs> I was like, I say that was way more poor than mine. <laughs> I mean, we're getting minotaur babies going on and interspecies loving, and so yeah, that was a uh... <clears throat> minotaur. <laughs> I just think of role models whenever I hear that. Now, though. <laughs> oh man, so that's the actual one. I'm trying to find one here. Not. Even that I haven't seen, but even I haven't heard of, because I want to make sure. Hmm. All right, well, here goes here goes mine. Man Thing. Oh. 
And let the jokes begin. <laughs> it's like the comic book, the DC comic, the man <laughs> thing. You want to see my giant-sized man thing? It's a swamp thing. <clears throat> a swamp. Yeah, I'm thinking it's very similar to that. Like, very, like a swamp-esque yeah. swamp like thing. A, like an indie, like, less good Toxic Avenger. So here's what I think happened. Tom Sawyer, different one. <laughs> he gets hit with a outer space beam. He has no idea what happened. All he knows, he feels a little weird in some places. So that night, he goes home. Soon he's going to get hair in funny places and start thinking about girls. Exactly. So that <laughs> night, he goes home. He lays in bed. He kind of gets like the night sweats. Like he has no idea what's going on. He maybe have the flu. It's just weird to him. It's he, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Someone call it COVID. Yeah. The next morning, he wakes up, and he's just shredded. But he lost all of his bones. So he's just kind of a thing that used to resemble a man on the floor. Oh, I love it. <laughs> the blob too. <laughs> man thing. Yeah, man Tom thing. <laughs> okay, well, this got a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. 4 out of 10 on IMDb. Doing better than Minotaur. <laughs> it says, when a greedy oil baron sets his sights on drilling in Louisiana swamp, a monstrous creature is awakened. The Baron and his associates are killed in the swamp thicket, spurring an investigation led by Sheriff Kyle Williams. Although the Seminoles are initially suspected of the murders, the swamp creature known as Man-Thing is the killer, a gruesome creature made of plants and vines. Man-Thing possesses strange and dangerous powers. DC Comics needs to sue. I'm trying to think. Um, let's keep this combo going for a minute. I, I'm just trying to find one here. Right. This... I actually found one that um, I really want to ask about. This movie is called SGT Kabuki. Kabuki Man. Sergeant and, Kabuki Man. Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. Yep. Why am I not surprised? That's, that's a trauma movie. Hey. Oh. S- SGT. What? Sergeant. Ah. Yeah. I got it. I got to stay out of this round because I know exactly what that movie is about. <laughs> No, I'm going to find another one. We'll leave Kabuki Man alone. (laughs) This one's just called the head of the family. Mm. Oh, please tell me it's not a giant severed head just sitting in a chair. Are you looking at the same webpage? (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me it's this. How did you know that? Please tell me it's an aunt. (laughs) What's in your TV or your your refrigerator? It's expired. Expired. All right, I think I got one here for you. All right. Because I don't believe you guys have probably seen this. Uh, Bug. Bug. <clears throat> I mean, is, that's it? That's the name of the that's movie? That's the name of the movie. Bug. Minotaur? Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. uh, is Ashley Judd in this one? Uh, I don't know. Let's see here. Yeah, she is. Uh-huh. So then, then seen you've it. seen it. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's like the dumbest freaking thing in the world. <laughs> this dude convinces her that uh there's bugs on earth and so like he's he's i think they're calling them aphids and the Mm -hmm. bugs are like spies so she ends up falling in love with this guy and they basically have a schizophrenic attack yeah it's like it's like a mutual yeah like yeah so hallucination thing they have like uh aluminum foil over all the walls (laughs) in their apartment and she's got like these boils and stuff that that she's picked like trying to get the bugs off of her oh yeah it yeah it's it just goes full-on weird 
Alright, well but since she, that but one she gets naked, so Yeah. There's that. <laughs> Alright, so I got one more. Well, I got you... one. Oh, okay. What's up? You already did poop. Why no. Cause that one got failed. That, that he already knew it. Um I don't know, you may have know this the sand. I know the sand the of time. The, the sand. sand of time. <laughs> Just the sand. The sand. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Two college kids go out to a beach. They end up, you know, going out on a little picnic. One of them finds a book out in the sand, summons a sand monster. Done. Mm, I like it. <laughs> All right. Think of it this way, though. Lawrence of Arabia, he's out in the <laughs> desert. He gets swallowed by quicksand. We cut the black. You think he's dead, movie's over. It's been five minutes. You know it's not. <laughs> so he black. winds up in this subterranean dinosaur world. <laughs> Where he now has to fight his way out with a scimitar and spit. Don't know why it's spit, but it's there. Because sand. Yes. <laughs> That's how the quicksand gets stuck. Yeah. It's a bunch <laughs> of spit. Um, so, meh, meh. You know, so good. Before you, before you start, I just would like to say that, you know, from movies and TV shows, I thought as a kid quicksand was going to be a lot more of a problem right. than it actually freaking yeah, is. Right? <laughs> yeah, it used to be everywhere. No? Yeah, it's like, it's in everything. All my heroes were falling into that crap everywhere. <laughs> Everybody fell into quicksand. I have never even seen quicksand. Well, now a... I'm more afraid of sinkholes than I am quicksand. <laughs> right? yeah. well, and we live in Florida. <laughs> well, think of it like the flu. That doesn't exist anymore, apparently. Yeah. So, you know, we thought that was going to be a problem every year. Do apparently, you get not a big deal. Is sick anymore? Is it no. just all COVID? Yeah, it's all COVID. <laughs> All right, so this is brief description, simple, and it does tell everything you need to know. It's got a 3.8 out of 10 and a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. The Sand. After an all-night party, hungover hungover partygoers awaken to a beating sun and a carnivorous beach that devours anything with a heartbeat. Beach? Yep. So you said B-E-A-C-H. Yep. Okay. Not B-E-A-S-T. Just no, make sure. no, carnivorous beach. Like the entire beach is hungry. Oh, it'll eat anything with a heartbeat, huh? Um, <coughs> all right. See why that's a B movie. I've actually seen that movie before too, <laughs> so I was like, I don't think you guys have seen this one. The right. island came alive and ate all right. them. <laughs> all right, we got a few minutes left, but I think I we have one time. more. Right. I mean, the title is a little bit descriptive, so you guys may be able to figure out what it's about just from that. But Jesus Christ, Vampire Hunter. Wow. Um, that's easy enough I mean give me something difficult I mean did he change the blood into wine (laughs) I don't know but Jesus uses his kung fu to wipe out a horde of blood sucking vampires oh is that it really yeah oh I was gonna take a guess but you're ruined and why the hell didn't we think of Little Shop of Horrors yeah I mean that is that was low budget feed me Seymour (laughs) feed me Seymour That's right, boy. You can do it. (laughs) (laughs) It's been so long since I've seen that movie. Uh, I was still living in New York last time I seen it, so I was 12 or younger. (laughs) I think I watched it last Tuesday. Well, at least we got an honorable mention on it. Yes, we did. Oh, man. So, wow, that one went, this one went by pretty quick. B-movies, got a lot to say. There's a lot more out there, guys. Mm -hmm. Take the time. Go through your Plutos, your Tubies, your Amazons, your Netflix. Just peruse. Find something weird. Find something new. Find something different. I guarantee you, you will find something you like. That's all for Movie Talks and Chill. For Movie Talks and Chill, we are your hosts. I am Tony Serrato. I am Gavin Butts. I am Patrick. Go watch Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Wall. <laughs> Go watch a good B-movie, guys. Take care.
Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com. Email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul The Rock.